Let's be real. Sometimes we feel lost in a sea of unending voices, voices that are stirring up opinions on juicy topics or shouting empowerment cliches like, you got this girl, all on your own. All the while, we're mumbling to ourselves, how the heck do I live up to all that? When the only part I relate to in those words are, all on my own. But you are not alone. We can all overcome our uncertainty and doubt one cheery conversation at a time. Join author, speaker, and pastor Sunny Hennessy every Wednesday as she and a special guest engage in cheery conversations, pointing to how Jesus sheds light on every juicy topic. This is Sunny, and welcome to Cheery Conversations. My guest this week is Megan Mullen, and she is the editor-in-chief of Life & Culture magazine. So excited to talk about culture with Megan. Let's listen to this week's conversation. Megan, being the editor-in-chief of the Life & Culture magazine, which is legit, it is beautiful, it is circulating yeah. over our city and beyond in so yeah. many places. So how does culture impact the content that goes into that magazine? Awesome question. I mean, culture impacts everything that goes into the magazine, and mm -hmm. it's in the name. It, it really makes up everything that the articles are comprised of, who we talk to, who we reach out to. Um, we just wanna find people that are life-giving and inspiring so that we can share that message with everyone because we want um, to meet people kind of where they're at. You know, wherever you're at in life, if you pick up this magazine, you have the opportunity to um, learn about a life-giving culture and inspiring culture that can help kind of um, show you how to get there or how to be there. So that's what it's all about. So culture plays a huge role in that. Yeah. What do you think about the perception of culture? Because culture, the way we're talking about it right now, I think is different than most people perceive it. Definitely. I think when we say the word culture, people instantly think like ancestry or your history, you know, where you come from, stuff like that. But culture is so much bigger. And I think that um, life and culture really gives us a sense of what a collective culture can look like in a city or um, in the workplace even. Like, what does it mean to kind of um, dice out what culture looks like in a little bit broader sense um, and just kind of continue to have that life-giving atmosphere? So uh, what do you kind of think about that? Like how people interpret culture and, um, you know, what, what does that kind of mean in our city? Well, I think that we're big on being culture creators and that does differentiate us from how I was raised or what kind of a culture I came from. Cause we're not talking like a region culture. We're talking create culture for your family, create culture for your workplace, create culture for your business. So for me, I feel like we can be the catalyst or show the example of how to create a culture because seven years ago we created a culture. Yeah. We didn't take a culture and then just change it or or move it a certain direction, we actually created it. It was ground up. When we came to Green Bay, there were uh, one and a half employees, maybe two employees, yeah. loosely. And so you can start with the beginnings. And I think when you start a business, you can start with the owner and the manager. Mm -hmm. And right from that, you start the culture. And that that is such a good place to start because you're starting from the foundation. And really, it's not just ground up foundation yeah. but it's top down yeah. and so the people at the top trickle down that culture now we have to be very uh we have to work on it a lot i would yeah. say i would say right now with more employees with having you know 25 at the church mm -hmm. and then 40 more to 50 more at the exchange we have to think about that and what we have to repeat that we just naturally began to say in our culture with yeah. two employees. We now have to go, okay, have the last five learned this? Have the last yeah. 10 
been exposed to this kind of culture and culture is this invisible thing that you can't mm. see but honestly you feel it mm. and you can put words to it and it's how we act and so that's what you do see is when people act out culture then you begin to feel it and know the culture of a certain business yeah. or organization exactly and so if you're in a workplace where really the culture is kind of poor or it's mm. coming down you know gossipy or rude mm. lying culture how do you kind of stay in your good culture zone how do you bring mm. that up with you and and not get discouraged or I think that's a great question because you said something that's important. Gossip, backdoor conversations, mm -hmm. like in an office away from this employee that you chat, and then you go in this office mm -hmm. and you talk about a different employee and, and you gossip. That is a culture. Like that's not lack of culture. That is a culture. Mm -hmm. So I think before we can bring a good culture, we have to tear down a bad culture yeah. because cultures will fight and one will win. And it's much easier to pull people down to a yeah. bad culture because it's easy to gossip and be frustrated mm -hmm. and irritated and tired. It's easy to pull people down. So we have to like annihilate that culture. It has sure. to be that that someone, hopefully the boss, says this isn't going to be what we're going to do anymore. Yeah. Now, our listeners and our, our viewers may not be someone who can be the boss, who yeah. is the one in charge. So they're like, well, how do I make a difference? And how I would say we tell people in our organizations to do it is to be the thermostat, not the thermometer. What I mean by that is you as a team member, maybe not a manager, but a team member can walk in a room and you can bring peace. Mm. You're going to have a following when that happens enough. You walk into a, a situation and it's heated and you bring calm or yeah. you walk in a room and it's cold as ice and nobody's looking at each other talking. It's just like, whoa, it's cold in here. Yeah. And you change the thermostat to bring it warmer in the room and people start to will start to congregate around you for all the good reasons, peace, calm, kindness. And, and it's not like then you take the opportunity to like rebel and take people and divide from the, the business. Mm -hmm. What you do is you're just an example yeah. and any circumstance you're in, you create that. And what could happen is one, you could get promoted because the boss goes, I really want more of this. That's often what yeah. happens. And then more people look at you and see that that's what gets you promoted. Yeah. That's what gets you further in the company. And that becomes contagious, mm. just like negative things can become contagious. Yeah, absolutely. And so, like you said, here we really are culture creators and we're working on expanding that culture and sharing more of our inspiring, life-giving, kindness, peace, joy, all of that. So how has that impacted our city and how do you see that reflected back to us in our city right now? Well, I think when we create a good culture, we lift the water table in the sector we're in. So for us, uh, we're not here to compete with other churches. We want to help people find a church that's a good fit for them. Yeah. So we've always said as a church, we're not here to build a church. Mm. We're here to build the kingdom. So if there are churches that are pointing to Jesus and the Bible as the only source yeah. and the only way to heaven, then to those churches, we need to send some people mm -hmm. that they're a better fit or the church is a better fit for them. So we're not here to compete, but if we've lifted the water table on how we treat new people yeah. or how we expect people who don't know Jesus to walk in our doors. So other churches are getting wiser on, I should expect people who don't already come here to come in. Then we've lifted the water table on God, trusting us with more in the business sector. When we open the exchange, we wanted to lift the water table on what is customer 
customer service. There's a difference between, and we talk about this in the magazine and all the time, there's a difference between being nice and kind. Anybody can be nice, especially for one moment, especially this is how we train our exchange uh, team members, is that it's easy for a waiter or a waitress, and we've all had this experience. They're not really great, the waiter or waitress, all service, Mm -hmm. but then they bring the the bill. They're ready for us to give them a tip. And then they're like, and have a great weekend. And thank you Mm -hmm. so much. And I am shocked by that because I'm like, you were so obvious, which makes this more awkward. You were like irritated at me. You were short with me. You were sarcastic. And then at the end, you are the kindest, the nicest person, the nicest person. That is a big difference. So we train our, our customer service and our team members to be that we start with kindness because anybody can be nice when somebody else is nice but can you be kind when somebody I was there yesterday and Brian who's one of our best and he's at the register and that's why he's so good there uh the guy walked up to to place his order and just kind of walked up like a lot of us do like we're just going through the day you think the person checking me out at festival they're actually you know not a human they're a robot so (laughs) you know we're just like we put the thing up we're on our phone we're texting and we can ignore the person who's even waiting on us so the the guy came up and he stood there and and brian was already looking at him he said can i help you um and and greeted him and he didn't respond he just kind of looked at him and then um he was get, probably figuring out what he was going to get but still didn't respond and brian didn't react to that like yeah. this guy has kind of ignored my question and not sure. interacted with me at all brian just continued to be kind and after the order you could tell the guy was like this dude's kind of nice yeah. that's kindness that's not reacting to to somebody so that water table of customer service going up in coffee and food i think that that makes other businesses either start by saying well that stinks they're doing so well or wow what are they doing that we could implement here totally and I love how people walk into the exchange and they know something's different here like you like you said you can feel culture and I think that um, that's so important for us to keep bringing into our home yes. or um, yeah, our workplace, but even bigger, you know, how can you take that to the next level um, through what you do? So that's kind of an interesting idea. I like that you said about home because I jumped over that and that's the most important. You know, if I'm a business owner or I'm a pastor and I do really great at business or mm-hmm. when I'm around people, but at home, our culture is just Ugh. Yeah. And and that's where I take out all my frustrations because I've created this great culture at work and and people think I'm wonderful. But at home, my family's like, oh, she is two faced. She is completely different. Yeah. I get the leftovers. That is a that is a loss. Mm-hmm. I'd rather not create culture and put all my energy there if at home I'm at my worst. So to start with and everybody listening and viewing should know this start at home because one it's your practice it's your lab two it's the most important place you can do that so the culture of our home needs to be one of peace Mm -hmm. and that's not easy because you're living with people who are like long-term roommates you know or with your spouse you're like it doesn't always go well but to be the thermostat in your home Mm -hmm. that helps you to not point fingers at the person who you're mad at in your home but to go what can I do and I could be the thermostat here rather than walking in and if everybody's at odds I just respond to so I think home is most important when we get that right honestly it will come naturally to do the culture creating everywhere else yeah 
I love that. I love that you said like home can be your lab. That was mm. really good. What are some cultures that you've been exposed to that mm. have inspired you? Well, I think that I've been exposed to some cultures that are not great. And yeah. I think I've learned as much or more from the cultures that I didn't love. Mm. I've been a part of some organizations where uh, when the owner walked in, you j everybody yeah. shut down yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and everybody felt awkward because they talked bad about the right. owner. And then that owner walks in and we yeah. all know when we talk bad about somebody to make eye contact with them is like death. You're that. And you know what? That's a cue to us to quit talking behind people's back yeah. when then we have to face them. And, and God has me on a really short leash. Like mm -hmm. that's not the theological that he put me on a leash. I asked God, tug my neck, tug my leash, shorten it and don't allow me to get away with stuff. So, yeah. so when I do, and I'm not perfect, but when I do slip up, because I try not to, when I do talk about somebody behind their back, would, wouldn't it just be like God? Because the relationship I have with him is mm. tug my leash. I will see them yeah. the next day yeah. and be like, oh, yes, right. that's right. I shouldn't do it. So to my point, I've been in cultures that that was just the culture, backbiting behind closed door issues, which made me think if I'm ever in charge of anything, I never want this culture because mm -hmm. this is awkward, painful. And mm -hmm. frankly, I don't want to get up in the morning and go there. Yeah. And so I've learned more from negative cultures than anything, but then some good cultures have been places. And I, when I really compare the good cultures were locations or businesses or churches that were flourishing. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says that a tree is known by its fruit yeah. and that that's, for businesses too. Yeah. I think our magazine, like yeah. the fruit of the magazine is broad. People, we can't keep them on newsstands. And that's because the source, the tree is good. Yeah. And we're pointing to truth in Jesus, even if it's just throughout in yeah. our, in, in small doses. Uh, so all of the cultures that were good, they had such fruit. Right. And so I think that's how we know if, if a business or a culture is good, is is it growing? Absolutely. And I, I love how you were kind of saying, like concepts of a bad culture are gonna be talking behind each other's back or saying bad things, but what if we start talking good behind each other's oh. back and more than that, good to each other's faces yes. and just kind of bringing, you know, a, even a simple compliment or mm -hmm. um, appreciation and noticing um, something that someone else has done. And I think that's really important in, um, any type of culture in general, like a really inspiring yes. business organization or person is always going to be someone who credits someone else before themselves so or points mm -hmm. the attention to someone and gives them the compliment and the praise. So um, where do you see that reflected in our city in general? I, I love teachability and mm -hmm. that's really what you're talking about is pointing to someone else before ourselves. Yeah. Teachability, one of the statements we have actually in our culture book and our culture documents for our, our team is uh, that I can be the student even when I'm the expert yeah. in that area. Yeah. Like if somebody wants to start talking to me about opening a coffee house, if my first reaction is I've opened one, I've opened actually many and I've opened one that's yeah. successful. <laughs> so you have nothing to tell me. That's zero teachability. That's a lack of teachability. And one, that's just unattractive. Mm. And two, that is, that is going to steal from a culture. But if I can say, yes, tell me, I can learn tips and traits. 
people who are teachable are inspired and are inspiring. When someone is asking questions rather than telling everything they know, it inspires me to ask more questions Mm -hmm. rather than be a know-it-all. Because let's be honest, nobody likes a know-it-all. So again, that's a way we individually in an organization, whether we're at the top or we're at the bottom, can create a great culture is be a student, be teachable in everything. So good. I love that. I love um, that good cultures are inspiring and Mm. we can do that in a lot of different ways. Now that we kind of have a better understanding of what a good culture should look like, how do we go back into our community and support that? How do we keep pouring in um, to the good culture? I really like words because I think words just inspired themselves. So there's some words we use and I am cool if anybody wants to take these and use these because I didn't create them. (laughs) Uh, Peace. I think peacefulness and the feeling of peace, it encompasses calm, all of that. So peace Mm -hmm. is one of our words. Life-giving is our overarching word. So when I always have that in my head, life-giving, life-giving, I think about, should I stay in this friendship? Because it feels like it's life-taking. Like Mm -hmm. I feel worse when I talk to this friend I've had for 30 30 years. I'm too young for that, but (laughs) that I've had for 10 years. And it's just, maybe the season is over. I, I think about, do I want to go back and, uh, watch that movie with Sean? Because afterwards I just felt, uh, so do I really want to do that? So I filter everything through life giving, uh, teachable. We talked about that today. I think if people can have in their head, be teachable, be a student, don't try to think, and, and out of insecurity, we try to become the expert in so many situations. Uh, another word is kind, mm-hmm. kind versus nice. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And then our last one is inspired. And if, again, my filter for life at home, like, am I inspiring my kids to go for it? Or am I telling them when they offer up their newest idea like yeah but you know what you need to get an education because you know nobody's done anything without it and they go oh my dream I just shared with you you just poo-pooed because that is that is you know more logical no I want them to be inspired and so when we have those words ringing in our head I think it changes us and therefore we begin to act out those words Mm, so good so you and Sean are successful culture creators. You've done it at The Exchange, you've done it at Life Church, you've done it in other businesses. What would you say to the viewer or the listener who maybe doesn't own a business, they're mm-hmm. not their own boss? How can they be culture creators in the space that they're in? Sean and I both believe that everybody's a leader in, in some form or another. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're in a marriage and you're a male, you should lead your home. Yeah. So you are a leader. If you have children, mom and dad are leaders. There's very few people that lead zero people. And here's the other thing. I lead myself. Mm-hmm. I have to every day lead myself or I just go backwards. Like when we're not moving forward and we're just like in neutral, you know, ever been in a car that you put neutral, it rolls back. Yeah. And that's life. When we're just in neutral and we're not pushing forward to be better and to grow, and to be a leader of our own life, then we just roll back. And so if you go, well, I don't own a business. I don't lead a church. It doesn't matter. You lead something. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but like somebody who's like, I literally live alone. I lead no one. I work from home. I work for people. And I mean, you go, I lead my cat. Like I have a cat, like that's it. (laughs) Right. But here's the deal. Again, you lead yourself. So start at home, start by speaking life over yourself and Mm -hmm. having 
plans for yourself. You don't have to have plans for 10 years. I'm going to start a business. Just have plans to be better next month than you are this month. Because if that adds up to every month I get better, by the end of the year, I am a better human being Mm -hmm. than I was a year ago. And ultimately our moral compass is Jesus. Mm -hmm. So where is my standard? It's what would Jesus do? How would he act? How would he react? And I can get better at that every single month. So good. I love that. I love the conversation about culture and the different perspective that both of you have brought to it. So thank you so much for joining in this conversation with us today. If you'd like to look at the newest edition of Life and Culture magazine, you can check it out in the link that we have in our comments. You can also join Instagram for Life and Culture at Life and Culture magazine. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cheery Conversations. You can be a part of the conversation. Leave us a one-minute voicemail at the link found in the show notes and send us your thoughts. You might hear your voice on a future episode. You can also connect with Sunny and her guests by going to SunnyHennessy.com. If this episode helped you in any way, please let us know and then share it with your friends, family, neighbors, and whoever. Word of mouth is the best way for people to find out about this podcast. It would also be really helpful if you leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening. See you next week.